see it bloom again. Holland made the deal, paid with his own body and soul, and with the Shadow King's power he had finally brought the magic back, seen his world bloom into color, his people's hope revived, his city restored. He'd done everything he could, given up everything he had to keep it safe. But still it was not enough. Not for the Shadow King, who always wanted more, who grew stronger every day and craved chaos, magic in its truest form, power without control. Holland was losing hold of the monster in his skin, and so he'd done the only thing he could. He'd offered Osaran another vessel. Very well, said the king, the demon, the god. But if they cannot be persuaded, I will keep your body as my own. And Holland agreed. How could he not? Anything for London. And Kell, spoiled, childish, headstrong Kell, broken and powerless and snared by that damned collar, had still refused. Of course he had refused. Of course... The Shadow King had smiled then with Holland's own mouth, and he had fought with everything he could summon. But a deal was a deal, and the deal was done, and he felt Osaran surge up, that single violent motion, and Holland was shoved down into the dark depths of his own mind, forced under by the current of the Shadow King's will. Helpless, Trapped within a body, within a deal, unable to do anything but watch and feel and drown. Holland! Kel's voice cracked as he strained his broken body against the frame, the way Holland had once, when Athos Dane first bound him. Broke him. The cage leached away most of Kel's power, the collar around his throat cut off the rest. There was a terror in Kel's eyes, a desperation that surprised him. Holland, you bastard! Fight back! He tried, but his body was no longer his, and his mind, his tired mind, was sinking down, down. Give in, said the Shadow King. Show me you're not weak, Kell's voice pushed through. Prove you're not still a slave to someone else's will! You cannot fight me. Did you really come all the way back to lose like this? I've already won. Holland! Holland hated Kell, and in that moment the hatred was almost enough to drive him up. But even if he wanted to rise to the other Antares bait, Oseron was unyielding. Holland heard his own voice then, but of course it wasn't his. A twisted imitation by the monster wearing his skin. In Holland's hand, a crimson coin, a token to another London, Kell's London, and Kell was swearing and throwing himself against his bonds until his chest heaved and his wrists were bloody. Useless. It was all useless. Once again a prisoner in his own body, Kell's voice echoed through the dark. You've just traded one master for another. They were moving now. Osaron guiding Holland's body. The door closed behind them, but Kell's screams still hurled themselves against the wood, shattering into broken syllables and strangled cries. Oshka stood in the hall, sharpening her knives. 
She looked up, revealing the crescent scar on one cheek and her two-toned eyes, one yellow, the other black, an Antare forged by their hands, by their mercy. Your Majesty, she said, straightening. Holland tried to rise up, tried to force his voice across their, his, lips. But when speech came, the words were Osaran's. Guard the door. Let no one pass. A flicker of a smile across the red slash of Ushka's mouth. As you wish. The palace passed in a blur, and then they were outside, passing the statues of the Dane twins at the base of the stairs, moving swiftly beneath a bruised sky through a garden now flanked by trees instead of bodies. What would become of it without Osaran, without him? Would the city continue to flourish, or would it collapse like a body's...